That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. We appreciate you being here with us today. It is Wednesday, March 5th, 2021, and you know what that means. A quick note from Donald Trump and all of us here at the Water Cooler as we wish you and yours a very happy Cinco de Mayo Day. Yes, let's show uh, Donald Trump, of course, with the Mexican taco bowl. Oh, I love this song. This is like my ringtone. Remember that classic picture? How could we not bring it back on the Cinco de Mayo Day here in 2021? All right, enough of that. Of course, May 5th will also be remembered as the day when Facebook took a big old face plant into the abyss of big tech liberalism. Facebook's oversight board ruled today that President Trump will not be allowed back on Facebook. Hey, uh, Zuckerberg and company, the American people have also ruled, and they say you all are a bunch of liberal hacks who can't wait until AOC is president. And by the way, Lord help us all on that. All right, here's the statement by POTUS45 today. What Facebook, Twitter, and Google have done is a total disgrace and an embarrassment to our country. I feel like I should read it like Donald Trump. Free speech has, I won't do it. Free speech has been taken away from the president of the United States because the radical left lunatics are afraid of the truth, but the truth will come out anyway. Bigger and stronger than ever before, the people of our country will not stand for it. These corrupt social media companies must pay a political price and must never again be allowed to destroy and decimate our electoral process. All right, also today, a new organization that will help fight voter fraud. It's called the Election Integrity Alliance. Among the board members, Trump's former Attorney General Jenna Ellis, along with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who we will speak to today. And we check in on the old soap opera that we like to call as Liz Cheney Turns. And trust me, this ain't ending well for Liz. More GOP leaders coming out against her today. The House, by the way, comes back in session next week, so we're going to need to wait until then at least to find out her fate. But put it this way, if Liz Cheney survives this, she's going to be the new Harry Houdini. And by the way, Gen Zers, look it up. POTUS45 weighing in again today on Liz Cheney. He says this, <laughs> warmonger Liz Cheney, you got to love Trump, who has virtually no support left in the great state of Wyoming, continues to unknowingly and foolishly say that there was no election fraud in the 2020 presidential election, when in fact the evidence, including no legislative approvals as demanded by the U.S. Constitution, shows the exact opposite. Had Mike Pence referred the information on six states, only need two, back to state legislatures and had gutless and clueless minority leader Mitch McConnell, he blew two seats in Georgia that should never have been lost, uh, fought to expose all the corruption that was presented at the time. With more since, we would have had a far different presidential result and our country would not be turning into a socialist nightmare. Anyhow, that's what he says. And then he ends by saying, never give up. All right, one person who will never give up is our first guest back with us on the water cooler, the anti-AOC, more like the pro-MAGA MTG, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Always great to see you, Congresswoman. 
Thank you, David. I'm so happy to be on your show. Well, look, I, I don't know where to begin. I mean, there's so much news. Why don't we start with Liz Cheney first? I mean, is she toast? I mean, are her days as one of the leaders of the GOP, are they numbered pretty much? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, that'll be something we'll be taking care of in our conference next week. Uh, this is something that uh, myself, along with members of the House Freedom Caucus and others, we had voted to remove her earlier this year, um, but the vote didn't pass and she remained our chairwoman. Uh, however, now you can see that the rest of the conference is ready to make the move and positions are being lined up with President Trump coming out just a little while ago endorsing Elise Stefanik. Right. I was going to ask you about that. What do you think about that, uh, the endorsement of Elise Stefanik? I mean, she she's definitely uh, MAGA uh, infused, uh, though her, her voting record is not maybe not as conservative as other members. What, what do you, what's your take on Elise Stefanik at this point? Um, oh, well, nothing personally against Elise. I'm a very conservative Republican, uh, both socially and fiscally. So I think voting records are very important. I, I like to see passing grades and not failing grades. However, President Trump um, has a warm spot in his heart for Elise, and that's because she fought for him in impeachment with the Russian collusion scam that the Democrats were pulling uh, the first time. And so you can understand why President Trump has endorsed her. Um, what we need in leadership in the GOP and the Republican conference going forward is we need Republicans who are committed to conservative values that represent all of our voters. And that's most Republican voters want conservative fighting members of Congress that are going to stop the Democrat agenda that's destroying our country right now. Um, they're, they're basically passing socialism every single day and, and no one is stopping them. And so what I'd like to see out of leadership in the GOP is very strong leaders with a committed plan that's much bigger than taking back the House in 2022, an actual plan that puts America First policies front and center, puts the American people first and makes it people over politicians going forward. I, I gotta get to the Facebook decision to not reinstate Trump. How, how do you see that? Is this a blow to Trump, uh, maybe financially in terms of raising money? How, how do you see this whole Facebook deal? I don't think anyone's hurting President Trump and raising money. There's lots of people donating to his Save America PAC and I think that's fantastic. I think what we're seeing out of Facebook is they're stalling. You see they're riding the fence of a pleasing um, their crowd, which is the radical left, they're the party of of uh, destroying free speech, the party of of censorship. They're the party of uh, having platforms that gets to pick and choose whose voices matter. Um, but your conservative voices don't matter at all because plenty of people have been thrown off of Facebook, including our very much beloved President Trump. Now, here's why they're delaying and not giving a permanent ban. Facebook's also a business and President Trump has been very vocal about his intentions uh, to release a new platform. And I think everyone knows when his new social media platform goes online, you'll see at least 75 million people join up, um, if not more. And that's going to hurt Facebook's business very badly along with Twitter and all of those that have censored conservatives for a very long time. So I think Facebook is uh, saying, wait, we're just going to wait and see. We don't want to upset in any of our Democrat voters and, and hard uh, Antifa activists that work at Facebook. So we'll just delay this a little bit longer and see what happens when 
Trump's social media platform comes out. Yeah, uh, the labor crisis in, in America, I've got to ask you about that. that you, you've put up tweets about this. You say, uh, in essence, back-to-back uh, -back, uh, meetings in my district with business owners, and then you go on to say this. Uh, you were told that over and over again, the labor crisis is, is, is extremely important to the folks back home. When you pay, pay people to stay home with stimulus checks for over a year, they don't need to work. Save America, stop socialism. T tell us about what's happening there. Yeah, David, this is absolutely the issue that should be reigning the news cycle instead of gossip and, and stupid stories about the royals, which none of us care about. This is a this is an assault on America and small businesses. The fact that we have been paying people to stay home for over a year now with these ridiculous stimulus checks and these hard lined uh, uh, government imposed um, shutdowns has hurt businesses so badly. And it's across the board. It's not just small businesses. It's big businesses. It's schools. It, it's, it's everyone. They can't hire anyone. No one wants to show up for a job interview and no one wants to take a job. And so what I've been talking to is, is uh, businesses in my district, but also all over the country, restaurants that are having to close down and stop serving dinner are only able to serve lunch because they can't find people to work. Uh, restaurants that have been open for 50 years, uh, such as one here in Dalton in my district that is having to shut its doors three to four days a week because they don't have enough people to come to work. Um, and, and then even the schools, the schools can't hire bus drivers, they can't hire cafeteria workers, they can't hire janitors. It goes all the way across the board and it's hurting everyone. It's hurting an economic uh, recovery, it's hurting economic growth, but is very much killing these small businesses. They've already endured an entire year of shutdowns. And yet, guess what? Their rent stays the same. Their power bills stay the same. Their cost of operations, buying their supplies, uh, food for their restaurants, or whatever supplies they need to run their business, all of that remains the same. But yet, they can't employ people to do the actual work so, so that they can make revenue to sustain their companies. So, just so I understand, I have about 30 seconds left. You're saying it's an assault on America the stim that the stimulus checks are keeping people home and that they won't get into the labor force? Is that what you're saying? David, what I'm saying is socialism is killing our country, and it's here now, and it's okay. come through the Democrats and all of these shutdowns, and, and everything the Democrats they are doing is socialism. It's government checks paying people, and they're staying home, and they don't want to work. So more Democrat policies is destroying our country. Got it. Marjorie Taylor Greene, great to see you. Uh, you're on break, but you're never on break. You, you never stop working. I know. As a matter of fact, in the district, you're working even harder. I understand. So thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know the media loves and is fatuated with AOC. Uh, and conservatives say, hey, you know what? We need a few more MTGs around. And you know why? Because she's bold. She's standing up for conservative principles. She's not backing down. Uh, she kind of, let's be honest, she, she kind of reminds a lot of folks of Donald Trump. <laughs> just so you know. Just so you know. Just, I'm just saying. All right, coming up, this guy's smart. You know why? His last name is Jeff Brain. His last name is Brain. He better be smart. CEO of CloudHub. Next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Glad to have Marjorie Taylor Greene in the first block of the show. MTG. Forget AOC. MTG. All right. Anyhow, uh, we talked to her about the big Facebook story today. That is in the headlines. And there it is right there in the Just the News headlines. Facebook Oversight Board upholds ban on Trump. Censors social site for standardless penalty. Uh, and here's what the Oversight Board actually uh, said. This is at least in part what they said. The board has upheld Facebook's decision on January 7, 2021, to restrict then-President Donald Trump's access to posting content on his Facebook page and Instagram account. However, it was not appropriate for Facebook to impose the indeterminate and standardless penalty of indefinite suspension. Okay, so that kind of basically confuses me. So they're upholding uh, the suspension on Trump, but they're getting on Facebook's case for not doing it properly? I mean, I'm sorry, can I have some analysis here? Give me a break. Anyhow, let's get some more analysis with Jeff Brain, CEO of CloudHub, uh, who joins us back on the show. Jeff, always good to see you, sir. Good to be with you, David. Thank you. Jeff, I, I got to tell you, uh, well, let me, let's do 30,000 foot view to begin with on Facebook, what sure. they've done here. Uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your take on, on, what, on what just happened today? Well, once again, big tech has betrayed the American people, despite an outcry for the American public to want to be able to hear our president on social media. You know, they, they've doubled down, right? And keep in mind, this is not just denying the president the ability to speak, it's denying the public the ability to hear what he has to say. You know, you look at that oversight board and I wonder how many of those would have even voted for Trump. It's, it's, a, it's a one-sided oversight board and that's quite obvious. Yeah, and I'm a little confused by their statement. They're saying basically that Facebook didn't do this the right way, but we're still going to uphold the suspension anyhow. That doesn't seem to make much sense at all to me. It doesn't, right? And, and, and then furthermore, I mean, what crime did the president do that right. deserves to be taken off of social media? He wasn't found guilty of anything. Uh, he was a former president of the United States. It, had they done this to Barack Obama, you know, it, people would be outraged. It's, it's wrong whether it's against a Democrat, it's wrong whether it's against Republican. The, the whole freedom of speech thing in America has gotten very twisted. We, that's something we believed in as, as our principle and uh, we need to get back to it. And Facebook has really violated that today. Well, and not to get into the politics of all this, but you know, Joe Biden goes around and talks about how Republicans are pushing Jim Crow. That's what he calls it. He calls it Jim Crow policies of 2021. I mean, that, that's offensive right there uh, to, to invoke Jim Crow. Uh, so so it, the question then becomes, what standard are we looking at here? What's the line? And, and I know it's a private business, but uh, big tech does not have a good record when it comes to uh, their shifting lines depending on the ideologies here. Well, you know, we've all, we've all been complaining about censorship for years and it's just gotten to a point where there's no redemption for Twitter and Facebook at this point. They've declared war on freedom-loving Americans. And uh, the real answer is for people to walk away from them, leave them and go to alternative platforms, whether it's CloudHub, my platform or the others. They need to send a message that censorship and silencing voices. I mean, if they can do it to Donald Trump, they can do it to us. And that's the reality that we're facing. What have you seen with movement towards CloudHub uh, away from Facebook, or at least what have your numbers been like analytically? How has it been going uh, in the last six months to a year? Or how do you measure uh, growth, if you will, Jeff? Well, the American public is migrating away from the big tech platforms. You know, it wasn't just the president that was taken down. We had others like General Flynn, who served this country for 30 plus years in the military. Um, Sidney Powell, you know, uh, many others, many voices. 
names you would know and names you don't know, right? And and so there's a tremendous move away from those platforms, and we've been very grateful to receive those people, and and we're providing them a new home where they can speak freely. It's very important, and their privacy is protected, and they don't have to put up with the nonsense any for, longer. For people to understand, so if, let's say someone's on Facebook, they're 57 years old, and they're, I don't know why I said 57, whatever, they're whoever, uh, and they want to go over to CloudHub. What's the interface look like there at CloudHub so people understand if they're going to go away from Facebook and they're going to go to CloudHub, what are they going to see? How will it be a different interface or, or what do they need to understand there, Jeff? So first of all, it's very easy to make that transition. Uh, go to www.cloudhub.com and sign up. It takes about two minutes to sign up. But on CloudHub, you know, we, we're a platform that's purposeful and meaningful in your life. We connect you to the things that matter, whether that's faith, civics, education. We're a process, still in a process of building, but whereas some of these other platforms are, are really single dimensioned, CloudHub is an all-in-one platform. We have groups. We have video channels, so we have everything you need in one place. Yeah, so I'm wondering about the public utility aspect of this. Uh, we, I've talked to a few people about, uh, Stephen Miller, for example, was on the show uh, yesterday, uh, the former Trump mm -hmm. aide, who, who talked about the way to go after these social media companies is they need to be regulated, uh, but, but specifically he says they need to be treated like public utilities because that would change the whole dynamic. How, how do you view the way social media companies are treated now and how they should be treated? I think we should look at uh, how large they are in terms of market and treat companies differently. If you are over 30% of the market as one company, like Facebook or, or YouTube are or Instagram, then I think there should be rights, special rights for the users that give you the ability to have a, a process, an administrative process in court or otherwise that you can follow if they decide to ban you. Because when they're so large, there's really no other alternative for you to go to. Now on a smaller platform, you know, there are when other alternatives to go to, but when they're large like Facebook and have such dominance, you know, social media is the modern day town square. If you're not on it, then you don't have a voice. For sure. And as we wrap up here, I got about 30 seconds or so. I'm assuming you weren't surprised. I mean, this doesn't come as a shock, this Facebook decision today. I don't think anybody was thinking that a liberal Facebook board was going to overturn liberal Facebook. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't a surprise. We're seeing this more and more. A couple years ago, they denied that they were censoring people. Now they're just blatantly censoring people, including the president of the United States. People deserve to hear what he has to say. He would be welcome on CloudHub. We, we're a place where people can speak freely. Jeff Brain, CEO of CloudHub, really appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, uh, uh, good, good to have him on. Uh, once again, there are other alternatives out there. And you know, I even hate to use the word alternatives because when you say alternatives, it's like, oh, maybe that's lesser than. No, it's not lesser than. It's just literally on the same wavelength, if you will. The difference is, is that Facebook gets all the headlines, Twitter gets all the headlines, but look at Twitter's stock, right? It's going kaput. Uh, who knows what will happen with Facebook, but at some point, you know, it does say in the Constitution, hold on, let me think, oh, right, I, I watch Schoolhouse Rock, it says we the people, and we the people means we the people make decisions, we the people can walk away from Facebook, we the, we the, pe we the decisions, we the people can decide not to buy Coke or fly on Delta or whatever it happens to be. If you want to get uh, back at these woke culture folks, do something, we the people. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. If this was MSNBC, I would say now we're about to do a segment on voter suppression laws across the country. Give me a break. Voter suppression. I got your voter suppression right here, as they say in New York. No, we're talking about election integrity laws. That's the way it should be framed, because guess what? That's not spin. That's exactly what they are intended to do. Preserve, hello, election integrity. Some new information today from Just the News. Uh, we've got the, uh, the scoop uh, this morning. Uh, John Solomon, the folks at JustTheNews.com, hey, that's us, uh, broke the story. Jenna Ellis launches Election Integrity Watchdog Group with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, uh, Peter Navarro, Bernie Carrick, and a whole lot more. Uh, we're going to talk about this uh, in a moment with Ken Paxton, but I want to remind you that at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, the Election Integrity Alliance special, if you will, on Just the Truth, 6 p.m. Eastern with Jenna Ellis here. Special guest, Ken Paxton, Bernie Carrick, Michael Donnelly. I will not be there. I will be recording it because I will be taking my daily afternoon nap. But trust me, I will be recording it and watching it in a little bit after that. All right, uh, Ken, Baxton, uh, Ken Paxton here, Texas Attorney General. Ken, great to have you back on the water cooler, sir. Hey, thanks. Great to be back. Well, uh, talk to us about this. This is a big deal. Tell us a little bit about what we should expect tonight, what we should hear, and also uh, uh, the, the news coming out of this Election Integrity Alliance. Well, so obviously this is a huge issue for the country, something that we all got focused on in November that we cannot let go of, because if we don't resolve our election integrity issues or start process towards doing that, American people will have no confidence in their elections. And I know just from defending lawsuits in Texas, we defended 12 of them, won every single one of them. And had we lost those 12, our issues would have been a lot worse. So I know that there that this is a national issue, that a lot of Americans are really losing confidence in our elections. And if they lose confidence, people don't vote, and we don't have the democracy that our founders set up. Ken, I got to tell you, your, your line right here that you just said to me, we can't let go of this. It's liberals will hear words like that and go, let it go, as they say in Frozen. Let it go. It's over. Uh, but but there's something bigger here. And, and I want you to kind of explain, as you were kind of talking about, that the liberals are, are basically having everyone like you and, and, and everybody that won't let this go, like have a scarlet letter uh, in society, you know, that, that, you, that you're just not letting it go and it's a real big problem and you're doing a disservice to the nation. You say what to that? Well, look, we, we have so many questions about the last election. They, they would say there are no questions. But when you have every state, many of these states, having different rules for different voters, depending on where they live, none of those rules follow what state law said. And I know for a fact, just having the opportunity here to investigate election fraud, that mail-in ballots have a higher incidence, at least in Texas, and I would think elsewhere, when there's no photo ID associated with them, they have a higher incidence of, of, of voter fraud with those. We're prosecuting, we have 414 counts pending right now in, in, in courts around here. So we know that they, they have a higher risk. And so that's what happened in this election. We went from 233,000 mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania to 2.5 million. And then they eliminated signature verification, which was the only check on fraud. And once you separate the ballot from the signature, we'll never know that fraud was committed. So we're left to just hope 
that those 2.5 million ballots were all good and that doesn't seem likely given what we know about voter fraud. You know, the sad part is that the media says this whole thing is over and done with, that it's been litigated. And the answer is it hasn't been litigated. I mean, what, what court, I mean, the Supreme Court wouldn't take the, 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 the lawsuit that you filed. And beyond that, the legislatures, and I know there were some good people in Pennsylvania and some other places, but, the, but ultimately the, the leadership in some of those Republican-controlled legislatures never, ever decided to do anything about it on the front end. And that's a big problem here, isn't it? Well, that was a big problem. That's why we we had all that litigation because we decided we were going to do something on the front end. Front end, we defended twelve different lawsuits where there was an effort in Harris County and Travis County. Harris County is where Houston is. Travis is Austin, and in counties like that, there were several counties that tried to do all these mail-in ballots and would have been we would have been sitting there in Texas just like they were in Georgia and, and, and Pennsylvania if we had allowed that to happen. And Harris County had sent out two point four million mail-in ballots. We would have been sitting here for three days waiting for them to count enough ballots for Trump to win, and our state would be looking much more like Georgia than Texas. Well, speaking of Georgia, uh, now Texas seems to be a bit of the new battleground here as it relates to election integrity bills that are going through in the state or trying to go through in the state legislature. I know Microsoft and American Airlines, and here we go, the woke culture, uh, company culture uh, is coming out here. Uh, and you just, it, here's the, there's the headline, Microsoft, American Airlines, other big U.S. corporations question Texas bill on voting reform. Uh, what are you hearing down there in Texas in terms of the pushback on what you guys are trying to do down there? Well, I know that the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, had actually uh, brought this up. I mean, he, he talked to the, the, the government relations people for American Airlines. They hadn't even read the bill. So I, I don't know why they're criticizing the bill they hadn't read. And it is interesting that particularly airlines who require photo ID to get on their airplanes, they're they're being critical of our, our laws that require photo ID. So, you know, they're all about integrity of who's riding their airplane because they want to create safety why they would criticize the state of Texas for wanting that same type of safety as it relates to who's voting is, is really an interesting question that only they can answer. Uh, Ken, I've got about a minute or so left. I want to get your take on the border immigration. It's obviously uh, beyond voting integrity. This is a big deal uh, down there, uh, well, nationwide. But you, you have literally been down there talking to sheriffs. What, what can you report back? What can you tell us in terms of uh, the concerns, what people in, across America need to understand about what's happening in Texas? I think in a, in, a, in a nutshell, to be very short, is that the cartels are being given the opportunity to enrich themselves because they're charging almost everybody they bring across the border from $4,000 to $50,000. Meanwhile, our border agents are being shifted over to do logistics for all of these people coming in instead of stopping the cartels from bringing drugs and trafficking people and, and committing other crimes. And so cartels are, are, the, are the main beneficiaries of the Biden policies. And, and I'm sure they know that. I don't understand why they would want to enrich the cartels, but that is exactly what's happening. And they're getting greater access to our country in all kinds of bad ways. Ken Paxton, really appreciate you being here, Texas Attorney General. Always great to have you on the show, sir. Hey, thanks. Have a great day. All right, you too. Uh, and we will hear more from Ken Paxton tonight uh, on Just the Truth. Uh, that is the election integrity uh, special with the news broken today by justthenews.com that indeed there is an election integrity alliance that has been formed. Jenna Ellis uh, heads it up along with Ken Paxton and quite a few other folks. Uh, there are going to be the three guests tonight, or there's actually going to be more, but there's Ken Paxton, Bernie Carrick, Michael Donnelly, and Jenna Ellis hosts the special 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Real America's Voice. Uh, just the truth is the name of the show. Don't miss it. Uh, and by the way, can I just say something quick on immigration? He was talking about that. Uh, the DREAM Act, you know, this whole idea of kind of make uh, legal immigrants, uh, you know, basically legalize them. 
Lizzie Graham told me the other day he's not doing anything of the sort. He was going to do it at one point, but he said, listen, until they get a hold of the situation on the border and that doesn't become a crisis, he's not doing anything with the DREAM Act. So there's that. All right, back in a moment with constitutional scholar Rick Green. Back in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Big story today, Facebook uh, basically saying not happening, uh, no dice uh, to Donald Trump. Uh, Not going to put him back on Facebook. Uh, This is the headline from Just the News, Facebook Oversight Board. It's like they're the Facebook Supreme Court. Who are these people? Uh, Upholds ban on Trump, censors social site for standardless penalty. Anyhow, let's talk about all of this with Rick Green, founder of PatriotAcademy.com, America's Constitution coach. Uh, Rick, good to see you, sir. Hey, David. Good to be with you, man. Uh, Facebook, free speech. They're taking a face plant on free speech. I mean, what, what, what is, why don't you give us the contours of what's happening here? I mean, this is dangerous stuff. Yeah, and look, I, I know our initial reaction when this stuff started even years ago with this censoring by these, quote, private entities, you know, your gut reaction is, well, that's not really a First Amendment violation because the First Amendment protects you from the government censoring you. But we've, we've begun to understand that big tech and big government have colluded to silence any opposition to the state, silence any opposition uh, to the leftists that want government to control everything in our lives. And, and think about it this way, David, man, if you and I were on the phone right now and we were having a phone conversation and the phone company decided and some people may not even remember that. Used to, you picked up the phone, it was plugged into the wall. Long time ago. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you're dating yourself. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, if they decided, hey, we don't like what you're talking about, or we don't like the way you said it, so we're not going to allow you to talk to each other, everybody in the country would say, that's wrong. They're a utility. Their job is to be neutral and just provide the service. Well, that's what Facebook and other social media sites sold to the government years ago, uh, and they sold us a bill of goods because they claimed they were going to be neutral, and now they're going to silence the president of the United States. I mean, this is unbelievable what they've done, and we've got to stand up to it. And eventually, they've got to lose all of their government protections that have allowed them to become so powerful. Well, Rick, that gets into Section 230. And we had Stephen Miller on the other day, the former Trump advisor, who's now part of America First Legal. And he said that the way forward is regulation as it relates to making these social media companies public utilities. You mentioned utility. I mean, if they, if they are seen as public utilities, and that changes the whole ballgame. Exactly right. And that's what they are. I mean, they are the information highways now. Uh, they have become re- really, I mean, seriously, the gatekeepers to what the American people hear. And when you silence doctors and experts and epidemiologists and all of these people that, I mean, they're the best of the best in their fields. But if they just raise a hand and question what the CDC has done or what President Biden says should be done, then they're banned or they're silenced or they're put in Facebook jail. I mean, that's a real problem. We need that debate. We need the dissenting voices. That's how you get to truth. That freedom in our society is what made us so successful and so prosperous. So to silence these things is incredibly dangerous. I, I would agree completely with, uh, with Stephen on that, that we've got to treat them like a utility and they've got to get back to being truly neutral. Rick, I, I, so I don't want to put words in your mouth. I want you to expand on what you just told me earlier. You said big tech and big government have colluded 
together. I, I think uh, everybody that's watching this show most likely would agree with that, but why don't you kind of explain this? Take us through uh, the collusion, if you will. What do you mean by that so, so people can understand exactly what you're saying here? Yeah, let's use an analogy. Let's take computers. You know, I mean, IBM was always the the, the, the big, uh, you know, 800-pound gorilla, and, and here come, you know, uh, Mac and and and, uh, and Microsoft, and and that competition allowed for the computing industry to just explode, and we got better and better um, tools out there for the nation to be able to use. Well, what if one of those companies had con connected with the government, and the government said, well, this is the only computer that you can get? That's the kind of uh, uh, collusion that we don't want to see happen. And what's happened is government has given Facebook and Twitter and these uh, social media giants special protections that kept them from being sued in the marketplace, special protections that allowed them to defeat other competitors and literally dominate in the market. And so now that they're in that position, we need to either take those protections away from them or we need to say, hey, go back to what you promised us, which was complete neutrality, just like a highway or just like a phone line or just like a, a utility line in terms of, of, of electric power and provide that service to the American people and let them have free debate on your service. Yeah, I, I want to turn now to what I call the CC, the COVID craziness. You know, we know CC used to be closed captioning, forget all that. Uh, COVID craziness, here's something that uh, caught my eye. Uh, the, a New Jersey school nurse, are you kidding me? Suspended after saying masks are harmful to students. Rick, wh what, what country are we living in today? Well, and think about it, this is someone that is, I mean, boots on the ground, right there dealing with the children. Right. She's dealing with the anxiety every day. She's dealing with the psychological damage. She's watching it happen firsthand. And so she raises her hand and says, hey, I, I don't think this is good. This is harming our children. And she gets suspended for simply voicing a different opinion. You know, David, I think people are so afraid to just simply admit they got it wrong, that this masking for the last year has actually been dangerous and bad for people and, and obviously foolish. I mean, look at this girl last week that passes out as she's crossing the finish line, winning the race, but she's running outside in a track meet with a mask on her face because the superintendent, the coach, the parents did not stand up to this lunacy. I get it. Nobody wants to admit they were wrong. But you know what, David? Sometimes we just got to say, I got it wrong. David, I, I, I will admit it. I wore parachute pants in the 80s. Okay, there's photographic <laughs> evidence out there somewhere. I was wrong. I even had a mullet. It was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again. Can we can we just do the same thing with masks and say I was wrong? They don't work any better than parachute pants or mullets. Take the mask off. Okay. Well, first of all, I can't concentrate anymore in this interview because all I am thinking right now is of you in parachute pants with a mullet. Please, if you don't send us that picture in the next 24 hours, uh, I don't. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, let me refocus. Sorry. All right. So wait. Hold hey, they on. even had the, the red zippers. You know, the black parachute oh, pants. Gosh. Okay. Okay, the red zipper. Now, now, now it's permanently sketched in, or etched into my mind. All right, Rick, I got about 45 seconds or so on this COVID stuff. I mean, so what are people supposed to do at this point? Is it just like, because it's all, it feels theater to me. It's all theater. I mean, Biden is like inside with Jimmy Carter, not wearing a mask, and then he takes it off outside. I'm like, wait, you're around a 96-year-old. I thought you're, the whole thing is theater to me. It's theater. It's totally theater. People sh get off the fear, you know, shake the fear off and start using your common sense. We, anybody in the country a year and a half ago would have said, you don't run a track meet with a mask on your face. You don't walk in the park by yourself with a mask on your face. I mean, it's insane. You get vaccinated. If it's, if the vaccine works, you shouldn't have to wear the mask. 
But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, all these political leaders, they're using it as a symbol to continue to control us. Ron DeSantis had it exactly right a couple of days ago. He said, there's no longer an emergency. There's no longer right. a state of emergency. So we need to take away the emergency powers. And that's what it's really about. It's the power the politicians don't want to give up. Rick Green, founder of PatriotAcademy.com. I got one thing to say to you. Hashtag parachute pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Oh, my goodness. And what else am I going to say? I got, I, you know, I'm literally... And I'm not speechless often, but I'm pretty speechless right about now. All right, uh, that's a follow-up next week. Madison, can we get can we get a picture of this for next week? Oh gosh, back in a moment, folks. <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Time for the last sip. I'm smiling. Because Madison, I'm just letting you know, we need to come up with like an animated graphic. Biden's blooper, Biden's best bloopers, BBB. Biden's best bloopers. Not the Better Business Bureau, by the way, because with Biden, this has not been the Better Business Bureau. Let me just say straight up. This has been a blooper fest upon blooper fest. I mean, we had campaign bloopers, but now we're getting presidential bloopers. I mean, this has got the official seal of bloopers. And anyhow, <laughs> here's the latest one, ladies and gentlemen. Let's roll the tape. We're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.gov.gov, vaccines.gov, or text to your, text your zip code to 438829. I, I don't know what to tell you. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get vaccinated, please, as Joe Biden, the president of the United States, who got 81 million votes, says, please go to vaccines.gov. Vaccines.gum. Uh, by the way, I just want to be very clear. I went to vaccines.gum. Uh, I got nothing. Uh, you got to be very careful if you know what I'm saying when you type in the internet. And you, uh, but vaccines.gum, nothing there. I mean, I'm not quite sure what he was saying. I'm assuming he was talking about vaccines.gov, which, by the way, if you notice in the clip, he does say vaccines.gov <laughs> and then messes it up again. Literally, he says, can we play that? I don't know. Austin, do we have this again? Can we play this one more time? Because I want you to listen closely. I'm assuming we have it. Yeah, Austin says, yeah. All right, let's play it. <laughs> let's play it. <laughs> We're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.gov.gov, vaccines.gov, or text to... There he was. He said vaccines.gov. Whoops, messed it up. I'll correct myself. Hey, we'll give him grace. Hey, Christian, right? Grace. Vaccines.gov. Great. He said gov. And then he went back to vaccines.gov. So we wanted to put that on uh, Biden's best blooper reel. And I believe, Madison, can we work on a graphic on that? Because uh, I think we should definitely do that. Okay, Madison says we're on it. Uh, like, um, like I don't know, we're just on it. So anyhow, uh, good for Joe Biden. Uh, I'm not quite sure what you do on that. Anyhow, uh, so 
good luck to him. And we also want to wish Joe Biden, of course, a happy Cinco de Mayo uh, day. Today is May 5th, uh, as we said at the top of the show. So we will leave you with a tribute to Joe Biden, courtesy of Donald Trump, on this Cinco de Mayo day. Uh, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in a moment. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. End of the show. This has been a great show. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, at the uh, beginning of the show, and Anna Perez, Real America's Voice correspondent, at the end. Bookends. The bookends. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good. All right. Yeah. So, what's happening? Because you got a Democrat in trouble here. Yeah, in yeah. trouble. I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. What, what, how are you going to say it? I hope he gets in trouble after you hear what he said. Actually. Oh gosh. So he Do wrote, I need to be? Sit I'm sitting down. Well, he wrote on his personal Facebook page yeah. that he called Senator Tim Scott. Little more than an Oreo with no real principles. Um, after this, he apologized and resigned. Um, his name is Gary O'Connor, and he's the mm -hmm. he's a Texas Democratic Party chairman for Lamar County. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, obviously this is very interesting because had it been the other way around, you mm -hmm. know, this the hypocrisy is astounding here. And um, you know, you just what I think is interesting is we know that you know, big tech isn't going to hold them accountable. But why won't anyone within their own party say something? Mm -hmm. Why won't anybody call them out there? You know, and I, I find it interesting that the left just twists themselves into pretzels trying to find racism on the right for the most part. Right. Um, whereas there's blatant examples on the left that they're completely ignoring. A hundred percent. And wasn't the night of Tim, uh, Tim Scott to give that uh, rebuttal? And what was yeah. hashtag? What was the hashtag? It was, was it like Jim, something about Jim Crow? And, yeah, and, or it was Tim, a... I forgot what it was. No, it was definitely a racist, uh, racist slur, you yes. know, coming from the left. And it's just, yeah. no one is holding them accountable for this. Whereas on the right, again, you see like someone like President Trump, for example, who, you know, mm -hmm. in, the be in the beginning of his first term, he said, you know, he called, uh, or I believe when he was running, mm -hmm. he said that there are a lot of rapists coming over the border. Right. And then, of course, the left comes out and says, oh, you called, you know, Mexicans rapists. Exactly. And he's saying, no, like, that's not what I said at all. I said that. There are rapists coming across the border, which is true. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this is an example where they're doing mental gymnastics to make it look like he said something that he didn't. And yet this is being not only ignored by the left, but also the media. Mm -hmm. You know, why isn't CNN or MSNBC, you know, why don't we hear from them about this? Why isn't Don Lemon doing an hour long special about racism, you know, towards Tim Scott, who is, you know, the only um, a Republican black senator? As oh, far as I know. So. Absolutely right. And we're, no, we're not getting that out of Don Lemon, by the way. But it's yeah. just ridiculous. You're right on the rapist thing. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, he never said all Mexicans are rapists, but the way CNN and others think that that's exactly right. And yet what we can't said. call out what they just said about Tim Scott here. So that's... you're saying a double standard is what you're saying. Yes. Thank you for confirming that. All right, Anna, <laughs> good to see you. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, I was going to say when we come back, I guess that'll be tomorrow because this is the end of the show. Lila Rose will be with us uh, on, a, on the abortion issue. Pastor Brian Gibson, National Day of Prayer tomorrow. See you tomorrow.